not be the total truth. No, 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 no. See the way society is built today, like a trap. It's built in a way that keeps you in the dark. Trapped. Cause if your light shines through, you might figure out who and what you are. A magnificent being. Don't be scared of that. Do not be scared. That's why I'm here to help you remember. Good morning, great evening, good afternoon, depending where you're at on this beautiful planet, this amazing universe. Welcome to Brown the Spiritual AF. I don't even know what episode this is, but check this out. Today, we're going to talk about something that's super duper important for everybody across the globe, right? Yes, you, even the one that's saying this ain't can be for me, but it's worthiness, right? Worthiness is so important in life that we don't realize that we're out here trying to do a whole bunch of shit in our life and trying to get this, trying to get that, trying to go here, trying to go there. We don't realize why we can't get there or why things are not coming to us in the way we would like it to come. And it might have to do with this wonderful W word called worthiness. Misty Seller, would you like to elaborate a little on this? Yeah, you know, I, I think there are two different perspectives of worthiness. I think it's the worthiness of being in the human form. This is like, am I good enough? Am I enough? Am I enough? And then there is the truth of who we are, which means that we are worthy because we exist. Dr. Brene Brown says that worthiness doesn't have any prerequisites. And what that means is that you don't need to do shit to be worthy. And what happens is we get in the way our thoughts about our, um, you know, what we've done in our life, the decisions we've made, the thoughts we think. Um, you know, sometimes there's guilt about something that happened when we were 19, when we were 22, when we were 32. It's like there's these things that for whatever reason gets in the way of our perspective about what deems us worthy. But one of the things that I hope you leave here today, and we're going to kind of unpack this a little bit today, but I want you to leave with the understanding that you don't have to do anything to be worthy. You simply are. You just are right. I'm a little nervous. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to lie. You know what I mean? These days, this is something that's really come up in my life recently, right? Especially in the last few months of last year. And then coming into this year, it's just been like, boom, 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 boom. You know? So people, if you're listening, you're watching, and any of this has resonated with you so far, right? Do us a favor, right? Like, share, subscribe, tell a friend, right? Go onto our pages that we have for Brown and Spiritual AF, right? We're on Spotify, we're on Apple, we're on anywhere you can find this, most likely, right? And then leave us a review because that really helps us out, right? And then comment, what would type of um, content would you like to hear? Because we would like to help people in the best way possible, right? Because this is just the beginning. There's so much more that we have to offer other than on this. Here we just have live, raw, authentic, up, straight, in your face, straight, no chaser conversations about the shit that we've been through in our lives, right? And how we recovered from that, how we've integrated the shit that we've learned, right? So thank you guys for tuning in. And I'm glad that you're going to be on this journey with us as we dive into this topic of worthiness, because you exist. You are worthy, mother love of Joneses. Yeah. And, you know, here's the thing. I, let's talk. Let's talk a little bit about what we think we're unworthy of. And I want to unpack that even further. OK, so a big one is financial abundance and freedom. Right. Money. Money. Yeah. Another one is or and we have beliefs around that. Right. About, you know, what we have to hustle. We have to work hard. We we actually 
we thrive on the idea that money and it, it, and success in terms of financial freedom is hard to get. Like we're the hustle. We, yeah. we celebrate the hustle. I'll sleep right? when I'm dead. That yeah. type of shit, right? Sleep is for the week. Yep. The next one is love, right? Ooh. Yeah. Worthy of unconditional, wholehearted love. The next one is not only love, because love can come in lots of ways, right? A love can be, uh, it could be family love or familial type of experiences, romantic love, your children. Um, it could be lots of things. Uh, the next one I think is a pretty big one is romantic love. Okay. I'm worthy of having a partner who loves me unconditionally. All the good parts and the not so good parts, right? <laughs> See, that's the one that makes me fucking nervous as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm worthy of having my needs met. I'm worthy of having all of my needs met. That's another one that's, you know, they're all sort of interconnected, and you'll understand why as we keep moving along. But just my 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 needs met. I'm worthy of that. Um, what else can you think of? Oh, oh wow, we talked good job. Like a, a career that fulfills me, like that I don't feel like I, oh, shit, I got to go to work, right? Like a job that fulfills me. What else can you think of? So we talked about money, right? We yeah. talked about love on all aspects, right? Friendships, loves, um, whatever type of love, romantic love, right? Ooh, the heebie-jeebies, um, um, worthy of a job, yeah. right? Of a great career. I think um, worthy of... Like, uh, maybe you could be worthy of so many things, right? Like, I'm worthy of a great body, right? Oh, I'm worthy a of a one. healthy body. Yeah. Right? Um, you know what? Let me, I want to go a little bit further there because some, we do this, it's, it's there, there are lots of names that people call this, but I'll be happy or worthy when. When. So this idea of body that you just bring up for a lot of people, and I can't speak for men, but I can definitely speak for women. <laughs> but yeah, please don't. I know, right? The, <laughs> the idea of I'm too fat for someone to love me is not an uncommon belief. A lot of women, or even in relationships with somebody, like I've been in with my husband for over 30 years, we don't have this issue, but I know a lot of people do, where it's like, I, I have shame about my body, and so I can't enjoy, I'm not worthy of an incredible sexual relationship. Oh, yeah, and that's a tough one. And you know what that that and that gets debunked a lot because when I look out into the world, right? The mix matched like what well, yeah. this and this and the people I'm saying is because this is the the ideas that we have in our brains from the tabloids, from the news, from the media and shit tells us, right? So when you see a mixed match couple, what we believe might have be a mixed match couple, right? Where you have an overweight man with a fine ass swimsuit model girlfriend or vice versa we tend to make these crazy fucking assumptions in our head oh it must be because of the money it must be because this xyz right and, and we, we this is the big one because i know when i was looking at myself when i was about 2015 right when i looked in the mirror i was like what the fuck i was fat as fuck people right and i think i kind of got there because i didn't realize it was a worthiness issue Right, that was implanted me over a long period of time that I just decided one day to look in the mirror. And I didn't realize that 
I was worthy of having a healthy body, right? So don't get this twisted, people, because it wasn't like when it first started, it was about, oh, yeah, I want six packs abs, right? I want a buff chest. But then I realized, wait a minute, no, I want to be healthy, right? Because there's a difference. So that so worthiness of a healthy body, right? Um, what else is out there? I am worthy, right, of my creativity, right? Mm-hmm. And putting out my music. That's something that I really, really stepped back from for a long time, right? Like I am worthy of creating the shit that I created through my experience, putting it into and utilizing my musical talent, putting it out into the world, right? I am worthy of that. People, you are worthy of your artistic abilities. Yeah. Right? This reminds me. Um, so this is kind of what started this conversation. You know, we took a, a break for a little while and um, I think, yeah, at the end of last year, I just had a ton of stuff going on. So we took a small break. Uh, Mark and I were texting back and forth and I had just posted something on my Facebook page. Uh, I posted the I am statement. Now in the spiritual community, when we say I am, we're making a, we're, we're, we are claiming our worth. I am creative. I am love. I am. And and you can just say, and when you say vibrationally, you're sending a call to the universe. Like I am this. Well, I put it out on Facebook and I literally just put, I am fill in the blank. And I put mine out there and nobody answered. It was like cricket. (laughs) And I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) What is happening here? Maybe that's on me. Maybe I didn't describe this well. Maybe folks are like, what is this? I don't even understand it. And then, so I put it out there again and I waited and it was crickets. And so when Mark and I were, were texting back and forth, I was like, hey, we need to do a thing on worthiness. We need to do a, a, something on worthiness because that's what the I am statement is about. And as I started to really reflect on my own personal journey of worthiness and, and all the research and the reading that I've done around it. I, one of the things that um, Dr. Brene Brown, she just said recently, it hasn't been real recent, it's been a little while, but she's kind of built on this, was that you can't talk about worthiness without talking about shame. And the the parts of within us that feel unworthy, we have to flip the coin and we have to look at where is the shame point, Okay. And I'm going to share a big shame point for me because I am really, really good at uh, manifesting things. I'm going to give you an example of just what happened recently. Uh, You all may have met Nina, Nina Vasquez. Um, She is a life coach and a weight loss coach, and she and I am working with her now. And she was on our last podcast um, episode. You can watch it here on YouTube. She's amazing. But Amazing woman. Yeah, I had to pay a chunk of change to, to, (laughs) to do this work, right? So I said to the universe, hey, you know, I just need you all to pay for this. Like, just, you know, make it happen. So in the work that I do contractual work and I create um, online courses for early childhood education. And so I got an email that said, hey, can you send us your invoice? And I was like, well, I didn't do a lot of work on this particular part of the project. So I really only did like one day or two days. So what do you want me to do with that? Because they were asking me to bill them for the whole amount. So they went away, had a conversation among themselves, and they're like, go ahead and bill us for like, it was like six days or something. And that covered outside of $100, that entire amount with Nina. (laughs) And I said to my husband, I put a call 
and it showed up. So I'm really, really good at manifesting like those types of experiences. I will tell you where my downfall is. And that's, this is my commitment this year to working on this. I have guilt around being more successful than my family. I have guilt for having more money than they do. And I have a personal, um, I like a per like shame around this. Like I'm responsible. And this is a cultural thing. This is cultural. And in my mind, when I think about my relationship with my daughter, who's 15, I have said to her, Gia, you do not have to worry about me and your papi. You don't have to, you do not have to worry about our, us when we get older. You don't have to pay for us. You don't have to take care of us. You don't have a responsibility to us. If you want to, I, it's fine. But I don't expect that of you. Like, that's a big cultural, like I'm breaking away from the norm, the cultural norms in the Hispanic culture. Because people have said to me, when we didn't have a child, we didn't have a child for 18 years. They're like, who's going to take care of you when you're old? And I was like, what the fuck? That's not why you have a child. Right? So, this is crazy. Right? And so I tell her over and over, you are not take responsible. It. But this is our culture. So I have a family, a part of my family, who I will tell you that if it wasn't for them, I would not be resilient. If it wasn't for their unconditional love, I would not have survived the abuse I endured as a child. So they're very important to me. And they also live probably around the poverty line. And I, there's a part of me that feels, and there's a lot of them. It's not just like me taking care of my father. It's beyond that. And I, there's a shame that I have that I, I don't care for them financially. And so that's what's gotten in the way. And I know this intellectually, my intellectual self, you want to know more about your sacred self, your intellectual self, intellectual self, go to my website. I talk a lot about this, but in my intellectual knowing, I know that I'm not responsible. I know that it is not, it is not up to me to take care of them because they don't have children. Like I know this, but there's this deep rooted shame that if I made more money than I did now, I would have to take care of everybody. And so that's, what's gotten in the way of, the abundance, me aligning with the abundance beyond my basic needs. Because I am creative. I am articulate. I am all the things that, that you know, is really that force to create something amazing. And where I get stuck is I feel like I have a personal responsibility. And that's what keeps me from leaning into it. Wow. That that's deep that's tough right and it's it's the bullshit rules that we've learned from our culture in a sense right in our family growing up hispanics like you, you got motherfuckers that are all packed into this house and you got people that are saying hey that's your mom you gotta go take care of her right and i think it's dr shafali i think that says like you don't owe your parents shit and your you parents don't owe, don't owe parents you shit. nothing yes. either you know what I'm yes. saying? Vice versa. They, yes. they, they brought you into this world. They took care of you for as long as you would, that you wouldn't fucking hurt yourself. Right. And then once that contract's done, it's done. Right. Yeah. You don't owe and I them. get it, Mark. Like I get it here. Like I get it. I talk about it. Like yeah. I tell my kid, but the, it's a deep inside of this shame 
that, you know what's interesting? I'm sidestep here because it reminded me, Michael Jackson, there was a story way back. I don't even know if this shit is true, but what <laughs> my family's from South Phoenix, okay? And, um, or lives That's in South not, Phoenix. And there was a rumor that he had family in South Phoenix, extended family in South Phoenix that were like, you know, really, really poor and struggling. And the, the buzz around the community was he did nothing for them. He didn't take care of them. He didn't care about them. And I remember I was little when I heard this. So it was one of those things where it's like, whoa, like he has millions and doesn't yeah, even take it. care of his family. And that... <laughs> and that was like it, it it made an impression on this little girl Isela about the responsibility that we have to our families. And so that's the part that I'm working to release this year because I'm telling you, that's what's getting in my way is that shame. That is, you know, that <laughs> it's tough, right? Because there's shameful situations and everybody's different anywhere else right because we all have shame around different things right so let's go back to the i am statement that you posted on the internet right on facebook where everybody is loud right we hear you i see you people you guys are out there talking about all kinds of crazy shit right you know what i mean i can't pay my bills or eggs are too fucking expensive that's really crazy right now i don't even understand what's going on with the eggs right now but like gas is too high right my landlord's a dickhead. I went to this place restaurant and they charged me a credit card fee. How dare they? Right? I see you guys posting all this shit, right? But Isela went on and posted something about I am and finished the statement, which is something really simple and easy to really do, right? And then it was fucking crickets, right? So now let's think about this shame thing, Miss Isela, right? If you were coming across that page, right, and you saw that from somebody else's post and thinking and coming from that shameful part of who you are as if you're not taking care of your family because you got more money than them and feeling all shameful. Would you have been the cricket in the post also? Is that a reason why somebody would just post right yeah. past that shit? Well, I think people are afraid too. I think we are taught, especially as women, mm -hmm. to not step into your personal power, to not share what it is that you are good at. Because that makes you conceited. That makes you boastful. Who does she think she is? It, it's, it's crazy how we are racist in, in our culture, in our society, and I mean our American culture, that when somebody accomplishes something, instead of celebrating one another, oftentimes we go right to the place where, you know, like, she just, she's a bitch. Like, I can't believe that crap. Yeah. And what ha there's enough glitter for everybody. There's enough success for everybody. And because she accomplished that or he accomplished that didn't take away from your success. It's like we can't celebrate each other. And at the same time, we're too afraid to show up in, in who we truly are. And you brought up a really important thing, Mark, about your creativity. So I've written seven books. And seven I, holy shit balls, Batman. Yeah, like seven. They're, and they're fiction books. They are new adult books. They are uh, loosely based on my life. Um, and they're written around like high school, like 19 year old age range. So they um, they were downloaded. I downloaded this shit. Like every night I had a new chapter going. And within two years, I had written the seven, book, seven books. I'm still sitting on them because I'm editing them. But I will tell you that as I think about publishing them, there's a fear, right? 
Creativity, yeah. there's a fear. Like, what if it sucks? What if my writing's bad? What if the storyline is stupid? What if nobody believes this shit? What if, what if, what if, right? <laughs> and I have to check myself because we have to recognize that, number one, creativity is in alignment with our truth. And what I mean is not the physical form, but our creativity is in alignment with source. Yes. And so our fear of stepping into that, <laughs> so this is a big one. When you deny the truth of who you are, your creativity and what you have to offer the world, you're denying God. Ooh. Ooh. Because you're you are an aspect of God. God, right. And that could be the universe. It could be your higher self. It whatever could be a lot want. of different things. Whatever you believe in, right? Because there's going to be you atheists out there that say, well, I don't believe in a God. Well, you believe in something, mother lover. Otherwise, you would just be out this bitch, right? Yeah. So creativity. Right. And let's talk about, um, is it romantic love, intimate love, right? Two major, um, oh man, two major things in my life that helped shape who I am today. Right. And I have shame around intimate relationships because I did a lot of fucked up shit right to women because that's what i'm interested in right and because i feel so shameful right i think there's a part of me that's back here that says wow you don't deserve right what goes around comes around and you're gonna have to pay for all the fucked up shit you did over here and someone's gonna come around and then i create that in a sense right because then i'm attracted to women that don't show affection or attraction back for whatever the fuck reason it is right and so i just don't say nothing Right. But as I go back through my creativity, through my songs that I've created over the past years and then the ones I'm creating now. Right. I've been verbalizing my downfalls. I've been verbalizing my trials and my tribulations through my music, not realizing it. Right. But now that I go back with the mind of who I am right now versus who I used to be over there, I'm like, holy shit, it was right in front of me this whole time. This is why. Were you sharing your, is that what you're saying? You were sharing yes. your yes. music? Yes. Yeah. Right. But because like, I don't know why, what made it difference for me because I thought nobody was going to take it serious. Right. Might be another reason why I didn't share the music as much is because people are going to see who the fuck I am. Oh, look at this little bitch over here crying because nobody loves him. Nobody loves me. You know what I mean? And then I self-sabotage myself and then I do shit. To prove like, oh, yeah, all right, I don't give a fuck about these bitches, right? And I use that term because this is what I used to think, right? And then I create that. I recreate that and I have shame around this. And then I take the step further, right? Because I had to dig deep into this. And this makes me sad um, because I didn't realize that I didn't heal a lot of my trauma, right? A lot of my unworthiness from my father, right? Mm -hmm. Because he wasn't there. I'll be there tomorrow. Tomorrow never came. In a minute. Hold on, I got to do this. I got to do that. Hold on. Your brother needs this. Your sister needs that. And I'm just like, go over here. Like, what the fuck, pops? I'm like the oldest fucking boy. What the fuck, right? Not realizing. I'm going to stop that. you there. I'm going to stop ahead. you there. I, the, the notion that happens to us is I'm not enough yeah. for you to do what you said you were going to do. Because I, 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 same, same, same. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So with that being said, right, fast forward into the future to right now, I'm having 
issues where I'm scared to to relate over my feelings to people, to someone, right? And I find myself slowly but surely, but even though I get to that point, I'm like, oh, I'm holding back. It's like, fuck, and just say it. And then I feel so much better when I just fucking say that shit because I told myself last year, two years ago, I'd rather, I'd rather be rejected for who I truly am and what I say versus not doing something at all, right? So then when I realized and I put this together just a few weeks ago, I was like, oh my gosh, I've been attracted. I've been attracting things that are women that would do things like my dad would do to me mm. right we could hang out tomorrow we'll hang out later right you know what i mean i just don't you know what i mean <laughs> and it and it um i had to put two and two together and i had to sit with that and i had to clear it out right and when i went back listened to all my music i could connect the dots like oh shit all these songs all this creativity, even, but once again, because it's hand in hand, it's all interconnected people. Once I was able to connect all the dots to see all the trauma that I had, all the shamefulness, all the unworthiness, all the not enoughness from my dad, I had to go clear that out because it wasn't his fault. It was me, right? He didn't owe me shit and I don't owe him nothing, but I was giving him all this power because I was pissed off this whole life and I felt small, right? It cleared up a lot of things for me, which were here. And that's why I said, I'm a little fucking nervous to talk about this today because it brings up so much shame and guilt and not enoughness and no worthiness because, oh my gosh, it's really affected a lot of aspects of my life. Yeah. I think the relationship piece, you know, it's so interesting because, you know, my, my husband and I've been together over 30 years, so a long time. And, um, even though we were in a relationship early on now, when I think how young we were, I think even in the first several years of our of our relationship, I didn't feel worthy of love. I didn't. Mm. And um, we were good together because I lived my experience of life. Like I was very, very independent in the relationship. He always has been a, my biggest champion. And he went, he, you know, he's a, he likes to play ball. He plays basketball and, and he still plays basketball. But he that was really his passion. And I let him go do whatever he needed to do. And so we lived very independent experiences of life. And then we came together and we have a lot of things in common. So it was comfortable. And um, but I didn't understand the deep notion of love and even in a romantic relationship of love and the fact that I'm actually worthy of this unconditional experience of love. And even when we were together, married, I would do things to sometimes sabotage the experience to see if he would leave. Because I grew up believing all men leave because my mom, my dad did and, and all men cheat because my dad did. And so I really had a hard time. Number one, trusting my husband. Number two, allowing him to love me wholly and completely was a really, really difficult struggle for me. I and I would push him and push him and push him. And because I have the husband that I do, the person that he is, he's one of those people that if I would have thrown his shit out in the yard and changed the locks, he would be sitting out there waiting for me. <laughs> so I'm telling you, there was a reason why we came together in this lifetime. And it was in part for me to heal this because if he was any other man, we would have been divorced 28 years ago. <laughs> Holy shit. You know, you just made me think of something, people. So this is how it happens, people. You start sharing things that are deep in you and that you might have forgot about or that need to be reiterated again. And through this process of um, Missy Selda sharing, right, I just thought about something, right? 
I'm super persistent, right? I'm confident. I'm a great looking motherfucker, right? I got my shit together. I, I, I make great money. I'm not a slave to my job. There's a lot. I'm emotionally intelligent, right? Now, now I'm emotionally intelligent. <laughs> but see, this is the crazy thing. Back in the day when I had a lot of women, right, where they were just coming and going like no other. It was just like they were they were like a bag of Skittles, right? You just pour them out and you get different flavors of the week, right? I had no problem pursuing women I didn't give a fuck about, right? They tell me no. I didn't care. I continued. I persisted. I just kept going, right? And sooner or later, they just finally gave up or they just were like, wow, I like somebody that's chasing me. I don't know what the fuck it was, but the psychology is going on the women, right? But right now, in this moment, today, right, if I'm really into somebody, right, and they tell me, hey, this is, we're going to be friends and I don't see anything beside that, because I care so much, I stop, mm-hmm. right? I, I put my barrier up and I feel, it's weird, like, like if I didn't care about you, I would keep going and eventually I would get it because I'm persistent and I know how to do that. I'd use all kinds of psychological fucking shit to get you, right? But because I do care, now I, I listen, right? And then it works against me too because I don't know what's going on in the head of the other person. They might say, well, shit, I tell every other guy no and they keep coming so I finally give in to them but this one actually backs up and doesn't pursue me anymore. Maybe he really doesn't like me, right? And But that goes off of me, being and feeling not worthiness because I listened because I cared and I said why why I wouldn't I, I pursue other industries I pursue other areas of my life consistently persistently why am I pursuing um a romantic relationship right how come I don't put the extra effort how come I don't go above and beyond in these areas right so is that is there a correlation there what do you, what do you see there what, what's happening what's happening to me there's, I think there's a lot of things going on. I would, the question that I have for you to start with is when you were, because I remember that young Chase, even though I was in a relationship and I actually had a relationship before him, believe it or not. <laughs> but um, I remember that young, that young Chase, right? It, and, and I wonder, like, what were you seeking? Like, what were you seeking when you were persistent and chasing someone until you broke them down? What do you think you were seeking? I think when I was younger, it was just to get in their pants, right? Okay. But even further than that. So it's not just the sex part. Like, what was it? Was it power? Was it having control? Was it having, um, was it, like, what was it? Was Were you looking for intimacy, but you didn't know how to receive it? Oh, you know what? I think it was somebody to pay attention to me, to put okay. me first, right? Okay. All right. So this is really good, Mark, because you were looking for- <laughs> Why are you making me say this shit? I'm just joking. <laughs> But you were looking for connection, right? Yes, you yes. Looking for some sort of connection, short-lived, but some sort of connection. And I'm going to venture to guess that in your community of friends and family that you hung out with, this just what kind of the way you got connection. Like that's what you saw. That's what people talked about. That's probably what the you know the guys you hung out with talked about. Your cousins, whatever. And so, because we're not raised in ways that shows love, how to receive and give love in ways that are healthy and not toxic, we lean into the toxicity of of how to get connection because we're still getting connection, right? So Mm -hmm. now you've worked on yourself and you've worked on yourself and worked on yourself. So even though there's a need for connection still, because that's, we're innately born that way, you are seeking a different type of connection. You're looking for a deeper connection 
connection with somebody. And I think part of what's happened is you have, there's a maturity level that's happened within you, not only because you've gotten older, but because you've gotten wiser in terms of your own spiritual development, your own um, social psych, psychological development. And so you have a greater awareness. I don't think that there's anything wrong with you not persisting or, or trying harder in a relationship. I think it's getting very clear about what you want in a relationship. And a lot of women, unfortunately, have this unhealed part of themselves, too. Like, is the chase really a, a toxic situation? Like, is that chase something that, you know how women sometimes be like, they like being chased, but where is that coming from within them? So it's not necessarily a healthy experience either. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, you know, because there's there's two in this, there's two in this, in this, in this game, for lack of a right. better term, right? There's two in this, and so it's just it it, it interests me, it, it entertains me. Hold on, it it annoys me, right? Because I have I have a lot of women in my life that are friends, right? And I've always been a great friend, right? And um, so I get to hear a lot of this shit that they're going through. And I don't understand sometimes because they have a guy friend in their lives also that they talk about all the time. I see the way they light up and I see the way they talk about them and the, what this person does to them in their life. But they're over here with this dickhead. Right. And I'm just like, that's what not, I was saying. Yeah. <laughs> like, can, can you not fucking see? Like, I'm listening. I'm your friend. I'm here. And I'm paying attention. It's like the movies. Right. It's like, why do they wait till the end to start realizing what is going on right now? It's like, you have to be, I guess I'm getting this right now. In order to have things last a long time, right, it starts off as a friendship, right? And then people stay stuck in that friendship and they think intimacy looks like a different thing, right? But you hear people also say, oh, shit, I married my best friend, right? But then you get certain relationships like I've done this to people. I've fucked shit up with people that were I just looked at them as friends, but I didn't realize because I couldn't get out of my head. Like, wait a minute, this might be able to go farther into a romantic relationship because we were so close friends, but people think I don't want to ruin this. But is it really that they don't want to ruin it? Or is it because they have, once again, you have to update your belief systems, right? You have to update your belief systems of what romantic relationships is like, right? So when I look at this, I see that I get annoyed because I'm like, man, a whole bunch of people are just fucked up and they're in wrong relationships and they, they got the person right here right here i'm right here he's right there she's right there and they overlook that for the fucking you know what i mean for for the ford pinto when they have a fucking you know what i mean a bentley right next to them right and they complain about all the shit they wish they had when they have it in this fucking area but they just keep it in this one zone not willing to take the chance you think possibly right since we're talking about worthiness that those motherfuckers are not taking a chance because they don't feel worthy of the one that they could see it in. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, again, it what you mentioned about having to update our understanding and belief system. I will tell you, with being with somebody for as long as I have, I am Harville Hendricks is somebody. If you haven't, if you don't know about him and about relationships and why we come together from the very beginning, you need to look at his stuff because. He talks about the reason why we're drawn to one another. And he says that we're drawn to one another because we are, it's intended for us to heal our childhood shit. And so I think part of why women are attracted to these bad boys or the, um, you know, situations where they're being mistreated, it is something to do with their early childhood and it is connected to their sense of self-worth. 
I am not worthy of the type of love. And we're confused. It's like it's so buried. It's like I'm not worthy of the type of love, right, that looks like this and feels like this. And it's and and that's we self-sabotage. So we continue. I say we as a collective women um, continue to self-sabotage in relationships because there's not that sense of worthiness. And here's another big piece. Folks continue to look outside themselves for validation of their worthiness. They continue to seek approval, acceptance, and love outside of themselves. And you loved my creative endeavor. You love me. You think I'm physically beautiful. You love, and oh, that must mean I'm worthy. And that's one of the big, if we just worked on our own sense of worth and understood, again, I'm going to go back to what I said at the very onset of our podcast today. I said, you are worthy because you exist. And all the bullshit beliefs that you have about your unworthiness is simply your beliefs run by ego to keep you small to keep you seeking for attention, affection, and connection outside of yourself. And when we start to build that within us, we actually attract the the very thing that we put out into the universe. And and that is really cool because you use a word that I hear a lot from people is confusion, right? Indecisiveness. Yeah. Right. And I I didn't realize that. I've never really been confused in my life, right? I've always been the type that knows what direction I want to go in. And I just, I would just go. And the times I would be confused and I, and I, and I would jumble and I would be indecisive is the times that I struggled the most. But for the most part, I've always been make a decision and just fucking go for it. But I hear a lot, right. From um, my female counterparts, right. Because once again, I listen, I pay attention. A lot of it is confusion. They don't know what they want. They don't know who they are. What are some ways that they can start figuring out who the fuck they are? What's going to help them stop being so confused? What's going to help them be less indecisive, right? Because a lot of the times we fail to try things because of past failures, right? So then we just stay stagnant, right? Sometimes we try it so much that we don't know how to not try anymore, right? Because I hear this a lot too. I'm trying to find me and I just need to be secluded in a room and just be a hermit. Right. And I guess that would work in some areas and sometimes. Right. But at the same time, I believe in actually going through things because you got to grow through them as you go through them. Like how I could sit on the sideline and practice free throws all day. Right. I could shoot three pointers all day. I could do layups all day. But the only way I'm going to be able to challenge myself is if I actually get in the game and play against other opponents. Mm-hmm. Right. So once again, what are ways that people can really get to know themselves to be less um, confused and less indecisive? And this goes on both sides, male and female, because we're all fucked up in one way or shape or form. I think, well, let's let's go there a little bit deeper. So the intent of being in this physical body, the intent of being in this physical realm is for us to actually remember the truth of who we are, which is that we are that we are worthy and that we are loved. So we're here to feel all the feels like that's the intent of this. We're here to feel all the feels because when we feel the feels, it gives us, it propels us into wanting to feel better, to know better and to do better. 
Like that, that's the, the, we, we are propelled to do that in this lifetime. And one of the things that you brought up, I think it's a really important point. So I'm an introvert and I do a lot of my silo sort of reflection, my work, my meditation and understanding like, you know, how I feel about myself. And I'm going to go a little bit further into that. However, when you do that work, that's all well and good, but you cannot heal relational trauma outside of the context of a relationship. So you can't get better at being in a relationship outside of a relationship because there's nobody to play with. <laughs> it's like somebody brings their own perspectives, their own ideas, their own beliefs, their own values. You can't learn how to do that without somebody. Wow. And I love the word context, right? Because context is so important here, right? How fun would be how fun would playing tennis be if you didn't have nobody to hit the ball back to you? You could right? know and, everything about tennis, right? Yeah. Know everything. Man, your swing is good, your backhand is good, but if you have nobody to to hit the ball back, are you really good at tennis? And now let me tell you, then let me ask you this, right? If you are playing tennis, right? Right? Would the game be fun if the motherfucker set the ball in a position for you to hit it every time? No. And there's no growth. So <sighs> the intent of the, the challenge within a relationship in a healthy way, because women get this all fucked up too. They, they, they think about, oh, the child, like love is supposed to hurt. No, God damn it. Love is not supposed to hurt. Love hurts. That is a a bad belief system that we've been fed a long time ago. The reason why it hurts is because we're still figuring out how to manage ourselves and how to show up within the relationship. And I will tell you that if we got better at, you know, it's a partnership thing. It's a working together kind of thing. And too often one person is working harder than the other. And so that's where like, we, and, and I'm going to go back to, this is my, this is my work work that I do. We have to raise our boys better. And what I mean by that is they need to feel what they feel and we need to give them a safe space to do that because then they become men who you're like, how do you feel? They're like, I don't know <laughs> because they don't Yo. know. <laughs> that word's not even in my vocabulary. What the fuck are you talking about? Get the hell out of here right, with that. Right, right. Right. So you asked another question. You asked the question, what can we do? So what can we do in general? Now, it begins with identifying our shame point, um, the things that we're ashamed of. And like I just shared mine about money. And um, that's a big shame point for me. And I think that's what's kept me from really stepping into my power. And so once you identify your shame point, which is really hard because it hurts sometimes, if you've not done this work, just thinking about it and bringing it up is hard. And what you said earlier is one of the ways. Share your story. Share your story with people that um, have earned the right to hear your story. And so what I mean by that, don't share it with some asshole that you know is always going to be like, why are you why are you worried about that? You don't need to be worried about that. You keep bringing it like don't share it with the asshole that you go to to share shit and then get torn down. Share it with people. So, you know, Mark and I have talked about creating these safe spaces and it's going to look different for each one of us, but sharing these creating these safe spaces where you can share your story or if you have a good friend or you have a sister who instead of cuts you down, celebrates you. 
or just fucking listens, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And some of those assholes might be listening to this podcast. So if you're listening to this, yes, we're talking to you, buddy. <laughs> you, you quit cutting people down. You let right. them share their shit, right? And then you ask, what do you need from me in this moment? Do you need me just to listen? Are you looking for some advice? Do you need me just to be here? Do you want a hug? Whatever the fuck it is, right? So yeah. you, you know what I mean? And, and I've, I've been that person. I've been the one to cut people down, right? They share shit with me and then I use it against them. What a dickhead. That's where my shame comes from, right? Because I did it to women, the ones that were in my life, the ones I really didn't even want anyways, but I made them feel bad for leaving me even though I wanted them to leave and then they'd be fucking pissed off. Like, hey, you know what I mean? And that's why I'm shameful right now about this because now that I'm trying to move forward, right? Now that I have moved forward, now that I am emotionally telling, now that I've done the work and I went deep inside and it fucking hurt and I cried and I do all this crazy shit that men ain't supposed to do. I did it. I still have this, this 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 heaviness on my chest sometimes right like when i'm getting ready to say something to somebody that i really truly care about right for instance right back in the day i would have easily jumped into bed with somebody they try to give me something right now like to even be in that situation and if i care about somebody i i, I hey hold on this could fuck shit up let, let let's let, let's step back from this right and then sometimes that's not I, I look at how far we have to come and sometimes that was the bad move um, which would seem like a bad move, but in the bigger scheme of things, right, on a spiritual level for me, right, it showed me who people are and who they aren't and where they need to heal, right? Because it could look bad too, because if you don't do what you typically would have done and expect different results and it doesn't happen that time, that was one out of fucking billions of women that are on this planet, right? And we focus in on just one. And then we get that one sometimes and we're like, shit, it wasn't even as great as it was. Like it was, it was funner, like waiting for it. Like, you know what I mean? When you order something to Amazon, right? <laughs> I think that the journey. Um, so what's interesting about this, once we identify our shame point and we can tell our story about why we feel ashamed of this, what we're doing is we're bringing it to surface. And for some of us, um, that can be a very painful experience. And I, this is not the podcast to go through each one of those ways to build our capacity for that. But, you know, we're going to keep working on this as we move forward, because I think it's something that many people, everybody, I think, experiences in some way, shape or form. The next part is really, you know, what's interesting is you have to recognize what your thoughts are around it. Okay. And I'm going to give you Michael Beckworth talks a lot about um, financial abundance since my thing is around shame of my, around abundance, like overabundance, like more, more than you could ever imagine type of abundance. Cause I'm really good about my basic needs, right? Manifesting that, but this overabundance idea. And what he says is that we have these belief systems about like even the idea of spending money. Okay. This idea of spending that you spend it and it's lost. But if we change this and we understood that money is um, energy, that's all it is. Now, we just decided that this piece of paper that we hold has value. It really doesn't have shit for value. There's, it's not even backed by gold anymore. But we've decided that this money, piece of money has value. So we've put some energy into it, right? There's this belief system around it. So if we saw currency as simply a circulation of energy, that's all it is, is a circulation of energy that instead of going, do I have enough money? What if I spend too much? What if I spend everything? Like when, when we start to do that, that's where we become this vibrational pull into shit. I have no money because more things will show up and you will have no money. 
But if we see it as an exchange, as this um, current, the exchange in, in energy, this currency that's just being exchanged, it takes away the heaviness of the fear, because that's where it's coming from, is fear. Changing your thoughts about it, changing how you uh, perceive it, is the beginning steps of reframing your belief systems around it. And so you have to say, you write it down. I am worthy of having all of my needs met beyond anything I could ever imagine. You write it down and you say it the moment you start to let fear creep in. You go, oh, cancel that thought. I'm going to, I am worthy of getting all of my needs met or whatever it is. I am worthy of having a loving, responsive relationship with somebody who brings you know, brings unconditional love and somebody I enjoy being with, you write it down and you remind yourself the moment that inkling of fear, uncertainty or doubt shows up. So that's a, that's one, another beginner step. So, um, just recently, right. Cause I've understood the, the idea and the importance around journaling, right? Yeah. And this goes along with my shame and the way my thoughts pop into my brain, right? I've caught myself not being truthful, even in my journal. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so look, so I got one. I got, I got a few different journals, people. Right? I got one that got prompts in it, right? Daily ones. It's really simple just to write your daily thoughts and they prompt you, right? But then I got a loose one, right? That just got blank pages, right? Well, the, these were blank, <laughs> um, right? And but I catch myself in the zone writing as if protecting myself still through my writing. Mm. Right. But just recently I started stepping out of that because I listened to my music. Right. Because it's going to we're going to tie this back to the creativity. I wasn't scared to put it into the music. But at the same time, I would never push my music to get out there so people could see and hear the real me. Wait. Right. Stop. The reason is because when you're in the zone creating your music, it's not Mark in this body doing it, right? Being downloaded, like you said. Yeah. So, yep. so that makes sense now because the fear is not there anymore because it's not this incantation. It's not this vessel, yeah. right? It's a, yeah. it's a culmination of lifetimes and spirit is utilizing this vessel as a tool in order to get what needs to be out into the world. Right. So when I'm in my journal, I guess I could go to that same place because I've been trying. I've been doing that. But for whatever reason, right, whatever block it was, the shame was stopping me as if somebody was going to read this. But who gives a fuck if somebody reads it? Yeah. Right. Is, is that one of those things? So I, I've been really working on that. So this might come up for you people, too. Right. Um, when you find yourself writing in your journal and you can't find things out. Right. You got to write for a while because then it starts to just flow. But then you start getting into your head. Oh, my gosh. What if somebody reads this? What if they don't read it? What if somebody blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? And it's just your brain trying to keep you safe in the container that you put yourself in. Right. Nobody put you in this container, people. You put yourself there. That's going to be a hard pill for you to swallow because you want to blame the government. want to blame your mom. You want to blame your dad. You want to blame the church. You want to blame X, Y, Z, motherfucker. No. You put yourself in this container. You allowed yourself to be beat down. You allowed yourself not to climb out this bitch and let the crabs pull you back into the bucket, right? It's got to get that out there, right? Yeah. It, it really is. It's up to you. Yeah, I think it's a really, what you're saying is is the willingness to get honest. And that's where, you, when we're talking about our shame point, that willingness to get honest is is pretty critical because it continues to be a shadow if you don't. And then when we tell, we share a story 
And then the next step, um, what was the next step that I said? You share your story and then you, what did I just share? <laughs> Journal it, you write it down. Is that what oh, it yes. was? You, you notice your thoughts. So you notice yes, your notice your thoughts. thoughts. Now, the next part of this is you have to acknowledge what is true right now. So let's say the shame is around your body. Okay. And even the idea when I say this to women, being able to look at your naked body in the mirror, they're like, oh, fuck that. <laughs> I am out. Right. And you're like, okay. So the belief that I am thin is like, I cannot believe that. Like, cause it's not true. It's not true in my head. My brain doesn't want to believe it, whatever. Right. So what part is true? What part is true? So what part is true is that I'm strong. And for me personally, I feel very strong. I have a strong lower part of my body and like I can move furniture like the best of them. <laughs> I am strong. <laughs> my body made it possible for me to carry a baby and it was hard. It was really hard for me to carry a baby, but my body made that possible. It's like identify the things that are true for you. And so when you get into the place of doubt, and your ego's on overdrive saying, I'm not deserving of a relationship that is loving. I'm not deserving of an unconditional forever type of thing. I'm just waiting for her to lie to me, to cheat on me, whatever. You go, whoop, okay, what is true about who I am as I enter into a relationship? I, it, what is true is I'm coming in with the most integrity that I can. I'm coming in and being as honest as I can right now. And it will continue to grow as I grow. I am coming in with showing who I am. So you say what is true and that changes your vibration into a what the fuck into a look at look at me doing this. I am worthy of this. Even if you can't say that yet, say what is true because what it does again shifts you into a place that you're sending this call to the universe and the universe doesn't judge it doesn't question it. It just goes, oh, we got an order in. So let's send like beliefs, like systems, like values. And then you start to attract that into your life. Wow. So the more you're truthful with yourself, the more truth that you can see, the absolutes that you feel, you believe, because it's going to be different for everybody across the board. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, look at the smile. That's truth. It's truth for me. When I look at the smile, and I see myself smile. It makes me smile. And I know it makes other people smile because when I smile at them, they fucking smile back. Right. OK, not everybody does. You got these motherfuckers that are out there. They just don't even look at you. Just look at the ground. I don't even know how they fucking survive life by walking in the traffic like that. But anyhow, this is a different story. Yeah. So it was so there was three things. Right. So far, <laughs> is there a fourth one? Well, I think the first one was a shame point. Understanding yes. what that I'm is. A shame point. The second one was identifying or telling your story to other people. To oh, share. telling your story, noticing your thoughts, yep. right? Shame and, point, telling story, thoughts. And and then leaning into what is true so that what you're starting to begin to build or to move away from the limiting belief system and starting to move into a belief system where that you can honor the truth of who you are. Okay. It sounds so simple. Right. <laughs> it sounds so easy, right? Yes. What is simple to do is easy not to do also, people. So these right. things only work, right, if you put in the work, right? You're, you're, and we're you, going to slip up. And you're going to slip up. That's the other yeah. thing. You do this thing where it's like, if I can't be perfect, then I'm not even trying. 
Uh, that's just a fucking excuse, right? Is that another thing that comes in the way so you just don't do it? I, I wrote, a, I did a video this morning about people trying to do things without telling other people because then if they fail, right, then nobody knows, yeah. right? And vice versa. Some people do tell the whole world, but then don't do shit, yeah. right? You know what I mean? So it's, it's really finding out what works for you and trying the opposite because if one way hasn't worked for however many motherfucking planet, how many years you've been on this planet, right? Or how many lifetimes did you continue to show up in the body and then you just fuck it all up again, right? Like, I don't want that this time for me, right? I, I want I want to get to the next level. And those that I bring into my life that are, are being drawn to me are drawn to me for that reason because we're looking to level up at the same time, which I knew I was worthy when Miss Isela showed up and said, hey, you, what do you know about podcasting? Nothing. You want to do it? I think we should do that. Yeah, fuck yeah. I felt worthy at the time. I didn't know what I was doing. I still don't know what I'm doing, people, but I'm up here sharing this shit and it's uncomfortable as fuck, right? But because I had so many encounters with the police and I stay cool, calm, and collective when I'm under pressure, that's why it looks like this, right? Yep. And I've done the work. I've done it. I put it out there. And little by little, I know my mom's getting nervous because she's like, uh-oh, what's he going to share next? Right? I know people <laughs> that know me, they're like, what are you going to fucking share next? Right? Because I've been I've been more honest to the best of my ability because there's so more, there's more that's going to come. People are going to be like, what the fuck? No way. Right? But up until this point, I've been as honest as I could that I was allowing myself. I Do I hold back? Yes, I still have shit that holds me back. Like today, I didn't want to share this shit, but I knew I must have knew last night because I was having anxiety. And I, another friend of mine was having anxiety too. And I was like, oh no, I think I don't know. I'm, I, I know why I'm having anxiety because a part of me is like, Mark, we're going to push you to the ledge and it's up to you to jump. And then I got here and I fucking jumped. Yeah. And, you know, I always, with my daughter, I always talk about worst case scenario. So I'm like, okay, so what? What's the worst case scenario here? And so when social interactions are happening, because, you know, she's a teenager, shit happens. And it's hard for my daughter because, you know, she's had this, my had me her whole life. So she's able to see things that a lot of other teenagers aren't able to articulate, understand, know what's happening. So she, it's hard for her sometimes to relate to others because she looks beyond the bullshit. And um, I say to her in social experiences or interactions, what's the worst case scenario? Like, are you going to die? Are you going to like, what's the worst case scenario? No, you're not going to die. You're going to figure it out. You're going to, might it hurt? Yeah, it might. And, and, you know, and so when we can understand that we continue to move forward we continue to exist we continue to have opportunities to grow and to learn and to unlearn and that's what we're here for so it's really getting rid of that fear it's noted knowing that fear is a liar fear is a liar it is a liar because i know you mother lovers out there including me right there was a time in our lives where we thought it was the end of the world i can't go forward no more i can't live without her or oh no my dog died or oh no i wrecked my car you know what i mean whatever it is there was a time in your life you broke a leg right you got a you 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 got a sickness you got an illness and in that moment you thought you were dying but you made it through Right. Because you're resilient as fuck. You made it here. You're here today. Right. And I know tomorrow's looking promising for you because I am here today. Right. Because there's shit that about me once again. And I'm pretty sure there's shit about Missy Sella that she hasn't told you. Because once again, there's parts of us that feel unworthy and still we feel shame around. And we're unwrapping this in front of you guys in live. Right. 
So with that being said, what are we going to, what, what do we plan on doing um, for the next, next starting in February? I know I had posted a video people that we were going to do this 21 day worthiness challenge. Right. And I had a real thing to say we we're going to start today. However, it makes more sense to start at the beginning of the month so we could give people some time to gather some materials and to really get in the right space. Missy Sella, what do you have in mind? I think um, we're going to go ahead and do a, like a 21 day challenge. And and all this is, is really working on the four steps that we talked about. The, you know, that shame point. What is it? What do you feel unworthy of and why? Um, where does that come from? And we're going we're going to ask you to get a journal. And Mark and I are going to do this a little bit differently, just because we are different in our personalities and even the people who follow us. Um, so we're going to ask you to get a journal. Now I have to tell you, there's some of us who want to get something very pretty. <laughs> we're going to start something new, and so this might be a journal that you you know you find one that resonates with you. And but I have to tell you, don't make this as an excuse. Because some people are like, well, I can't decide or I don't know. Just get yourself a fucking composition book. It doesn't even have to be. It could be post-it notes. It's like, seriously, don't make a thing out of it. It could be that, this, okay? You got notes in your motherfucking phone. You know what right. I'm saying? You got notes on your phone. I got my iPad right here. So it, I don't care how you do it. Just find a landing space for this experience. And um, we are both, I think it's really important for both of us to create some sort of like groups so that you will feel like you have a place to connect with. And, I, and here's the truth of it. Some of you may not have people that you wholly and completely trust. Some of you may not have that in your life. And this might be the very beginning for you to start to release that and find people that you can actually trust and who sees the beauty that that you truly are. And so sharing your story is an, an incredibly important part of this process. And then we'll help you. You know, Mark does his consistently is working, doing videos these days. And so in the videos, he'll share like there, these are the things that, you know, you can do, you can think about and just take the time to journal. The other thing, and we're, we're going to work you through those prompts and how to do that. But the other thing I want you to really focus on as well is gratitude. Okay. So gratitude really is the way that we shift by vibrationally. It is how we get in alignment with source, whatever you call that higher power. Um, it is just being grateful. And I'm going to share more on my page about this gratitude piece, because you know what a lot of people do? They're like, Oh, I'm grateful for my family. Yes. God damn it. I know you're grateful for your family. <laughs> those, those are like cop outs. You know what I'm nope. saying? Yeah, like, duh. Duh, right. Yes, yeah, I know you're grateful for your daughter. Yes, I know. We got to get to like, I'm grateful for the interaction I had with a guy named Mark. He was our server and he made the experience so enjoyable, like that specific every single day. Um, walking down the street here, we find coins and, you know, going, I found a nickel today. And we pick it up and we find another place to toss the nickel. And so it's like, here's abundance continually shows up in my life. And I found a nickel today. Like that specific. Start start working on that today. Don't wait for till February 1st. Start working on that today. And look what happens too, right? Like something so simple. I am grateful for this window and the new room that I have because look at the beautiful natural light it brings in, right? It, it's so dope. 
my other room didn't have that shit. It was set up in the way that was not in the right spot. And because this room is higher, the natural lighting comes in. So it makes me look flawless on this motherfucking camera. <laughs> I am grateful for that. Right. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? And it works just like that, people. Yeah. Just like that. Don't overthink this shit. Right. Right. So um, follow us. And join us on this 21-day gratitude, uh, or not gratitude, worthiness, and gratitude challenge, um, because we really want to help you unpack what's getting in the way of you experiencing joy, peace, relationships, financial abundance. And, and I will tell you, Mark, you said something really important. Um, we are on this ride with you. And, you know, both of us have done a lot of work together. And one of the things that people, what happens to people is we glorify um, spiritual leaders or we glorify people who are writers, authors, speakers. We glorify these people. When I was 20 years old, starting in my field, I was invited, it was the people who I knew, I was invited into this group to be an advisor um, of a journal that was being published by this large organization. It's a national organization. I'm a 20 year old kid. I walk in and I'm looking at this table. I'm sitting at this table with all of the authors who I looked up to. I was like, Oh, that's so-and-so. Oh my goodness. I can't believe I'm sitting at the table with so-and-so. She wrote that book. I can't believe that. And I don't get giddy like that, but I was sitting there like, Oh my God, one day I want to be this one day. I'm going to be here as an author. And then, so I'm sitting there as this young kid listening with my whole heart because one day this is my goal, right? And then they start talking. And then they start bickering about whose name was going to be on the book first. They started talking about how things weren't happening the way they needed it to happen. It was like all the bullshit started to come into the room. And I walk, look, I lean back. I remember lean back and going, oh my God, they're as fucked up as everybody else in the world. <laughs> I, had, I had this idea that once you get a certain level, that you got your shit together. And I'm here to tell you that the, the spiritual leaders that you follow or the people that you read about, every day is a new day for them that they have to intentionally practice what they preach. So we're being transparent here. We're not here to tell you that we are showing up in our pure perfection because we put in 20 years of work. We're here to tell you every day we're working on our own worthiness. We're working on our own finding this, getting in the flow of abundance. Because in the transparency, we are real. And you can see yourself in our process. And we can see ourselves in your process and your journey. Yeah, that's why we do this shit live, people. That's why we do it right here in the moment. No cuts, no ifs, ands, or buts. A lot of fucks, yeah, <laughs> are not given and said, right? right? Because we wanted to bring the most authentic experience possible. So when you see us on the street, when you see us on our YouTube videos, when you see us on our Instagram channels, when you see Miss Isela go live on her Facebook with her readings and shit like that, this is who you get, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, 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 and it's been and it's been amazing and great experience because I've had met some of my heroes in my life and been like, what the fuck? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? This is no filter, people. Right. This, this is what you see is what you get. We showed up unapologetically um, authentic. Yeah. Right. So once again, go ahead and follow us um, in the show. Well, we'll um, Missy Solo, we'll put our links down below also. Yeah. 
Right. I got a um I got a I got a new link, Missy Seller. Show me how to create like a little landing page that's gonna connect to all my platforms. So now you only can find me in one spot and then you can connect to all the other spots that you can find me, people. And I really suggest that you reach out because as we go forward and we do this on uh, 21 day worthiness challenge when we start in February, February 1st, right? So we're about a week out. You know what I mean? Go ahead and reach out because me and Isabel are going to do this a lot differently. Well, not a lot different. We're going to do it very similar. We're going to try to help each other as much as we can, but we have different audiences, right? right? And we will be able to connect with you. We're here to help you along this journey, right? So feel free. If you don't want to do this in a group, reach out individually. Yep. I have no problem helping you out one-on-one, right? It doesn't. It's not hard to send a text message through IG. It's really not. So thank you very much. Is there, you have any last words before we go? Nope. I would like to thank everybody for rocking with us. Thank you for your patience because I know some of y'all were asking, hey, when's the next session? When's the next episode coming out? Well, here it is, right? And we will be on again in how long? How are we doing these? We're doing this tri-weekly. Yeah. <laughs> is that even a thing? <laughs> we'll, we'll do it right after the, um, we'll, we'll land on the date after the 21-day challenge. Okay, perfect, people. So once again, thank you very much. Thank you very much for tuning in to Brown and Spiritual AF, the Worthiness Challenge episode. Hope to see you soon, right? I hope you guys get your journals. I hope you get your thoughts correct. I hope you go and you dig deep to see who the fuck you truly are. We love you. Peace out. you really are.